Greetings Earthlings, welcome to the Mad Queen Show and welcome to the Cyberpunk 2077 community podcast and we are today in the episode 37. And before we start, I would like to make a warning. Uh, this morning when I was doing some streams, it seems that apparently OBS decided to randomly mute and unmute my microphone and the desktop. So if you see anything weird with the audio, please, please let me know. Oh, sorry, we don't have this guest today. There's <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with the uh, visuals, not the audio. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Today we are with the usual suspects, Sipsidian from the Triple S League. Hello, how are you? The last known Mill, who we couldn't say happy birthday the past week that because it was his birthday and he decided he rather to celebrate <laughs> it with his family and friends than with being with us. But today, you can wish him happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's great yeah. to be here, but uh, the fa family, like, they have slippers. They hit the head. <laughs> <laughs> and also, as usual, the new arcade. Hello. Hey. And this weird baby called the Bad Queen Show. <laughs> <laughs> and we are close. We are close to the game awards that are going to take place. I believe Friday next week. Am I correct? Mm. Thursday, I think. Thursday. Mm. Thursday, yeah, on the twelfth. Oh, twelfth! I thought it was the thirteenth. Friday thirteenth. You know. Ah, oh, would be cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it might, be, it might be by the time it starts airing in your part of the world. So. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah, true. That's so it depends. We're gonna have to like if you're if you're gonna catch it on any of our channels, we're gonna be doing um, a big show with it. So if you're gonna catch us on any, just make sure that you're tuning in at the right time and place. So, mm. uh, but yeah, uh, just one one quick thing, like cool visuals for the start. When are we gonna get the uh, whenever? <laughs> let us know when you're gonna send over the uh, that image file there for the uh, the video file for the for the intro. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, it was amazing actually <laughs> well i have I, actually i wanted i wanted to update to update the mm -hmm. visuals mm -hmm. for using the new demo but uh, just i i didn't have more hands because i'm i'm yeah. uh, i hardly sleep literally because i'm working on a video on a on a, a review of death stranding not that i super love the game but i'm loving what i'm doing for the uh, i'm trying to recreate an effect that we could see inside the video game Ooh. And I've been working on it for for long weeks and longer than usual because I'm doing a lot of a lot of things that I never did before, and I have no idea. And it involved a lot of experimentation, and I didn't have time. But yes, I I need to. I hope that for next week, and um, the latest, the next, <laughs> <laughs> I have all the graphics updated with the the latest the latest demo that we could see because mm. this that we see in the background is the demo of 2018. <laughs> mm. Nice, nice. But do we have enough gameplay though for that? Because <laughs> we were like, oh, we're going to get more 50 minute gameplay to show on our podcast. <laughs> well, we can put it on a loop and then we can put the Q&A that they did afterwards and uh, we can put the trailer. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. We can put In a lot of things on and then, mm. and then loop, it, loop it like crazy. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll work. By the way, yeah. talking about insane visuals, I'm going to show you if it's working. Hello, hello, is it working? It'll it'll work. Usually it takes a second to show up on the thingy. Give me a second because I don't know why. Why is it? Isn't it in 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 HD? 
Oh, here it is. Yeah, sorry. Let me show you, let me show you something very interesting that you can find on YouTube by Elysium Fire Presents. Ten, 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 ten. What, what will it be? What will it be? <laughs> <laughs> squish that like button, as Ocean Bunny says in the comments. Yes, squish that like button. You know that YouTube likes it hard. Show YouTube who's the boss. And what a long intro! <laughs> <laughs> this is not from Cyberpunk 2077. Don't, don't get carried away. <laughs> You're getting this them all excited is... over nothing. <laughs> This oh, is an, oh. a cyberpunk-inspired city recreated inside Minecraft. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about it. This is so cool. So well done. Yeah, someone went crazy and uh, went crazy the, 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 in, in the best sense of the word possible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how many people did this? Hmm. Can, it couldn't have just been one person. No, you can see the time lapse. It, it was yeah, it was probably a team of of people working on it. And I mean, there's ways that you um, like there's ways that you you can like pre-plan and, and like pre-script the stuff. I even think there's a couple of programs that allow you to like edit stuff kind of on like <clears throat> to say like, hey, I want Minecraft my server to like create this. And and then the, it'll just do that. But you have to like have this. You have to have. You have to actually be running the server on your rig, and then you have to be like injecting the code and, and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, we're just showing a couple of highlights here. Definitely go check out the the full creator. Let them let the full creator know that that you saw it. Um, that you got the reference to go see mm -hmm. it. But we're just showing kind of some clips from it. Really amazing work. I can't wait to see like more of this stuff as it we were because we were talking before the stream is like, this is the kind of content and stuff that you're going to see in the future when we're able to take um, games and, and create content for the actual game. Like you can imagine that at some point somebody can create a game or a map or something like this, and then it'll be added into the game. And there's a couple of good examples where this was tried before and it just kind of failed because of how, it was approached or how they, they stuck a whole bunch of rules on it. It's like whenever somebody can like master this trans transition from like content creators and um, community content creators, like, like people making stuff for the games, mods and that kind of stuff. And when they can properly add it in and, and flow it into an actual like live game, mm -hmm. that's, that I think will change the way that live service games are done. I think, I think that'll, really alter the way that we look at them because we see them more as a community creation mm -hmm. and less as a giant corporation trying to screw you over. <laughs> 27 people participated in, mm -hmm. in creating this city. 27 people. That's Dang. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it's a real project. Like mm -hmm. you can you can say whatever you want like about Minecraft, though I have nothing against like about the game. It's like I play that game a long time ago, but people are doing stuff right now in Minecraft. Oh, <laughs> was there a timeline for for that uh, creation of the city? Like over the span of how long was that created? Does it oh, say? Like, no, no, not that I can that I can find. Oh, oh, yeah. 
It, yeah, it's probably going to happen a lot in the future when Cyberpunk comes Cyberpunk comes out and when we actually get the outline of Night City, someone's gonna mm-hmm. go and do it. Well, Can you imagine? We, have, we have this image that was shown in um, the project that's booth at E3 past year. Mm. But that we only had a capture that was that was uh, on Reddit. That's the only thing that we that we have. They only they only put it in the background of past years' rele- financial releases of the company, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But we have that for for the. Uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of information there, I know. But uh, mm. are you talking about the one in the background of your profile picture? Yes, this one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I did a couple of videos on using that, but the truth is that the quality was horrible because it. <laughs> I used this image on Reddit, and uh, there wasn't much that I could do with it. I tried there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that was some insane art. Sorry, I said that was some insane art from the booth, but I, I don't think it was in in game engine, yeah. was it? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't really know. Hmm. But it, it was a very short loop, so not that it needed a lot of resources mm. if it was made with the engine of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do have an interesting question. Do you think Funko will make Cyberpunk 2077 Bubblehead? Please, no. <laughs> well, to, to be honest... <laughs> How I, many Funko under, Pops do we need? <laughs> I'm under the impression that we're going to see hell of a lot of merchandising of Cyberpunk 2077, and I don't only mean what we could we can already buy, outside the project that's job mm-hmm. because there is also uh obviously the games that Talsorian is going to develop apart from Cyberpunk Red there is this other other game that we could see a glimpse past uh mm-hmm. Gamescom uh sorry Gen Con and also well I'm guessing that they are going to do more stuff. I mean it would be it would be yeah, it would be it very very weird if they didn't, you know Exploit mm-hmm. that. Then the other day on Twitter, Pavel Sasko put, uh, I believe it was a comic book. Comic book, yeah, I was going to say that. That they, it, he said it was a present for the for developers, and I don't, I don't really know if uh, they go into release that. I asked him, he didn't answer. Hmm. And uh, well, uh, they they had a comic book as a pre order bonus. I forget which retailer retailer was offering it. But I think he said, um, or somebody said, that the, it, this was just an enlarged version of that with a different cover. Mm-hmm. So, well, did they did they do any pre-order offers? They made they made very clear that they were going to to not. Do- they were not going to do that. Yeah, but the individual retailers, I think, still offer. Like EB Games has a uh, medallion of some sort, and then they have the steel books, some of the different steel books and stuff. Hmm. Not really sure how that works, but that there are pre-order kind of bonuses for those retailers. Hmm. Maybe they ask. Yeah. You also have the book of the of uh, the law of Cyberpunk. You have the collector's mm. edition of the book. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot of stuff, I am sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And also also this this potential this these potential computers by Alienware. Mm-hmm. And other things. Other things, yes. Okay, other other things. Things. They had the console. They showed the console. It's like yeah. a yeah, but there's only it's one. Very it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. a uni- it's a unique model. They are not going mm-hmm. to commercialize that. Yeah, but but they could still have some sort of console in the future, which oh, would be yeah. kind of weird, though. 
But something whatever. with a sticker, probably. Maybe even metal finish or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, like the console generation is like ending. S- sorry so. for interrupting oh, yeah, that's you. True. Sorry for interrupting you, but I just got the moments of, of anger. Because <laughs> I don't know why the fuck YouTube is so sensitive censoring comments of people. Because it just sent for review the comment of the book is for people who have that complet- completionist itch. What is wrong with this comment? Uh, Complete completionist itch sounds maybe too much like complementinist. I mean, it it is a word. It is a word in English. I don't know. Oh, don't worry. I have a video for that. Ah, (laughs) Their algorithm is going crazy. No, yesterday, yesterday when I was on on the stream, uh, well, yesterday this this morning from well the whole night I was working inside the stream. Because I was I was so bored waiting for the renders and masking, and I did mm. two streams of of three hours, and I went crazy because YouTube was deleting deleting the most stupid comments that were <laughs> totally innocent, mm-hmm. and I was like, why? Well, I don't understand what's going on. Have you guys gone to your comment sections and seen the uh, comments held for review? They literally hold everything. Yeah, I have like two hundred just sitting there that I'm not yep. going to go through because it's it's just pointless. Yep. Yes, yes. I, I, I get so tired of it. And then people say to me, why are you censoring me? I'm not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not. Me. Don't blame me. No. I mean, that's that's the painful thing about what's been happening to the platform over the last like few years is that everything is constantly being screwed around with. And it's not like there's there's so little that we can do about it because just the way that they design it and they, they don't give us like they, they yeah. certainly don't help us like they really yeah. really really don't give us tools to, to help with this so it's uh, frustrating and i have a i have a, a good goddamn proof to release soon because under the copyright tab in our youtube studio three days ago i got like 40 emails of saying people have been using your videos like i mean your video was identified in someone else's video i'm like okay I go to 50 of those videos. None of those videos have my content whatsoever. It's just the same game. <laughs> it's well, just I'm the having, same game. I, I think you're on the right to the cyberpunk demo. I'm having constantly fake, uh, fake copyright claims over my content. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it might, it might be just a bug because I had those 50 and I was like, I didn't issue this. What is going on? And the only option I have is to issue a strike. There is no option for me to remove that completely and say, that's not my content. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when yeah, you no, have it's... a false claim, you don't have any option to say, no, this claim <clears throat> is false. Mm-hmm. Well, they're transitioning to that new creator studio, which is god awful. Yeah. So maybe there's some changes under the hood that are coming with that that are kind of they need well, to iron out. All, all this mm. is in the new in the new create creative studio. All this oh, is it? It's already yes. there. Yes, and mm. and and there are no tools for absolutely anything. I know. I hate it. It's so bad. And for <laughs> for almost everything, you need to know to go to the previous version. I tried. Oof, uh, I I believe it was past month. I tried to set three different streams to to have them scheduled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. YouTube went crazy. I was there was no way that I went live. Oh God! It took me two hours, two hours to correct everything to be able to go live. And checking the keys on on OBS and checking everything, and I I, I just went live to the wrong page all the time, mm-hmm. not to the page where I scheduled the, the stream. 
And I was, oh my god, and this was in the new version, and I, I thought I'm never going to use it again. I can't even find this the area to live stream in the new version. Don't <laughs> I always go bother, to the don't bother. I mean, it, yeah, don't use it. Don't use it, don't use it but because you will have a lot Haven't of they stopped supporting it now? I, I saw a video, uh, or a yet. thumbnail that they... The, they only thing, the only thing they improved, more or less, is that now you, you ask things to YouTube and they answer. The bad thing is that they, it seems like the answers are copy-paste. Yeah, they are. Because you ask one question and they answer something completely different. And you're like, no, well, thank you, but this is not what I asked. And I'm, I'm in conversations with YouTube because I, I had a false, a false copyright claim on a super old video about, uh, one of the, uh, Metal Gears. Mm -hmm. And the one claiming is not the owner, is someone that is known for doing false copyright claims on YouTube. And usually as most of my cons my, my content is cyberpunk when any of this happens, well I, I go to the Project Red and the legal department takes care of that because they obviously care that, that we content creators can use their content without any problem at all. Mm -hmm. But this one, I mean, no one is going to help me. And I'm trying to reach YouTube for that. And anytime that I ask, well, how do I say that they are not the copyright owners? And they never mm -hmm. answer this question. Like, give the option in my in my panel of YouTube to be able to mark this as an option because I don't. The rest of options is if I own the copyright or I have it licensed. Like, no, I don't have it licensed. It's gaming and. There's this deal with gaming companies that we can use it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know why. It seems like the, like the platform is thought to always work well. But when someone abuses the system, you don't have tools to defend yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the, a pity. Yeah. It's been like that for ages now. And they did nothing. <laughs> now they have this uh, COPA thing that's yeah. impacting so many channels. Um, so yeah, but yeah, remind me to walk you guys um, through some of the the details on that. Um, like this, this stuff that's like insider boring stuff info um, that I won't I won't bring up on the stream because it's really boring. But yeah, that copper thing is is mental. But so um, shall we go back to Cyberpunk? I know that it's partially my yeah, fault yeah, 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 because yeah, I started I planting, but. Uh... Yeah, I don't want I don't want to bore the viewers with you know <laughs> the insights of our jobs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. But just just and to I get one thing straight, don't you see the irony here? YouTube spent two years trying to build uh, channels for kids and family friendly, and they are the ones getting screwed over now. <laughs> yes, but it's not YouTube's fault. I mean, they yeah, need I mean, to follow, yeah. they need to follow the laws. Yeah, laws that I support. Because <laughs> shouldn't be shouldn't be taking uh, any kind of data from children, which is the base mm. of the problem. Yeah. And YouTube has the capacity to know, I don't know how, but they know the age of the person watching it. Mm -hmm. So they shouldn't be taking data from kids to start with. Yes. They should have thought about this themselves. Yeah. Well, they, they did think about it and they said... Do you guys know how much money we can make? Oh, well, yeah, yeah probably. By, by doing things that are illegal? I mean, you don't understand. That's <laughs> a lot of money we can make. And I mean, and the, the whole thing is, is kind of stupid because the fine that they got was 150 million or something like that. Um, that information on all the kids that have been using, uh, YouTube, the information that they, because they don't have to give it up and they don't have to delete it. That's the other thing. They're sitting on information that is probably worth in advertising, like 
uh, investment like information, they're probably sitting on around, you know, I'd say probably about two or three trillion dollars worth of worth of data. Yes, and they don't have the latest. It's fantastic. Well, let's go back to cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. You are taking advantage of the fact that we're doing this in my channel and I'm already based it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go back to cyberpunk. And I'd like to answer a question in the comments before I lose it. Give me a second to find it again. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, McQueen, has said, Jagrat said, anything about joining established gangs in Cyberpunk 2077, such as the Voodoo Boys or the Valentinos? The last time they talked about it, they said that we wouldn't be able to join any faction. We would be able to work with them and to take quests of them and to decide if we want to work or we don't want to work with them, but join them as part of the gang, we won't be able to join any faction. This was said, said, uh, with regards of the last of the past demo, the one in, in twenty eighteen, if they changed their mind in the process, I don't know. Because a lot of things changed, a lot of things changed in the game in all the time. Games are such an iterative process, and what what was valid a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago or, or even six months cannot be valid right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We also have this, um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the World of Cyberpunk Deluxe Edition. Um, in, in the Deluxe Edition, they have stickers of, of some of the gangs or tattoos or whatever they are. And, yes, um, I, I didn't I didn't have time to, to look at it and also didn't have time to watch your video. So if you want to make a summary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so it's a really quick point here, but there there's obviously the animals, the Valentinos, and these are stickers, I think. Uh, voodoo boys um but they also have the mocks which is something we haven't heard about and also sixth street and i don't believe those are in the lore as gangs oh uh, let me see how the, uh what are the stickers this is there a picture of the stickers yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna link it in the uh in the chat here and then next to the mocks they also have um a picture of a skull and then if you go to pre-order bonuses the, the picture of the skull is attributed to lizzie wizzy so she might be connected to the mock somehow. It's kind of hard to to visualize it, so I'll just link it there. This is just more out. more confirmation that the um, that the Lizzie Wizzy is going to be playing a, a crucial role, or or not a crucial, a central role. Um, mm -hmm. A crucial role is like you know main character that that like puts you onto stuff. Central role is like it's a character everybody knows about. It's like uh, Ulfric and in in skyrim it's like you know of him you might be able to interact with him a couple of times but um and you might even be able to kill him but generally speaking he's not he's not the the main like one of the main like quest givers and whatnot that's that's handled by other npcs and stuff so i mm -hmm. must so I, confess I, that I, oh sorry sorry for interrupting you no that's just my opinion that, that that's it i must confess that i i can't understand what the second name is. Um, at the bottom left or the top? Uh the one, the one that is red in in the one in the stickers in the top. Um, I think that one says animals, but the very top right and the, on the card in the back, um, that says the mocks, and the next to it is Maelstrom, obviously. Underneath that is animals. Um, underneath that is Sixth Street, and then on the right is Valentinos and Voodoo Boys. It's not a very good image. Let me try to good find eyes. a better one. <laughs> so they, oh, they yeah. said that there's going to be six main gangs that each control a district, right? So what is this? One, two, that's six, right? Well, they, if it says mocks, 
I have no idea. I never heard of that. And what did you say that the the other is called? I it's called know. Sixth Street. Sixth Street. Mm-hmm. Sixth Street. And I, I don't recall those ever being in the lore. No. Unless they've been renamed somehow. No. But there's, then again, there's a character Uzi called is... Moxie, but that has nothing to do with boosters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's obvious that in so many years, new new gangs were created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to keep to keep the old ones, especially the ones that. Well, I I I would love to see an update of the Gilligans, that mm-hmm. were people that behaved like like characters of the Gilligan Island, except that they were cannibals, and uh, the ones in Cyberpunk. And I don't know. Imagine a, a series, a TV series that has the same relevance as the Gilligan Island had back in the day, and make uh, make a gang out of it. Like I don't know, the Friends. Oh, <laughs> that would be oh, cool. Friends would be hilarious. <laughs> Cyber Friends. Don't, don't be a. You know, I I said this. Um, oh no, I didn't say this. So the the one of these videos, it's been around for a long time. Um, it's kind of, it, it's been, it was a little bit of a meme back then, but if you watch an episode of friends that centers around Ch- Chandler, I think his name is, um, where they remove this, the laugh track and you put a little, a little bit of a grainy dark edge on it. Oh, the guy is psychotic. <laughs> like legitimately the guy comes off as a circus. A psychotic, insane, like person that is like you're like okay, he, this guy has definitely you know buried you know animals. Oh, I in, think in that's Ross. Backyard. I think you're referring to Ross. Oh, is it Ross? Yeah, this, Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. I, okay. Whichever one it is, I I never watched it. Like I Don't barely watched how, it. I know. Show. <laughs> um. But it's like it's like just generally speaking, like more than one character on there, like like. Um, Phoebe looks like an absolute like idiot. Like like sh- like you should not have this person like in in public. She gets away with it a little bit, I guess. But it's like it's it's Ross or or it, where he's like he's just like talking like he's like you know he, he you assume that he's just got he's got a backyard full of like corpses. <laughs> isn't and, and isn't that true for all comedies? If you remove the laugh track, it's kind of just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for some of them, it's weird. You know, other ones, it, it like, I mean, you look at like, um, you look at, it's not the same for all comedies because you look at the Modern Family and some of the other ones that don't run with a laugh track, mm-hmm. uh, community and That's stuff true. like that. And it's like, it's funny. It's good because it's different. The laugh track is like, oh yeah, look at this guy being totally psychotic. You're supposed to laugh at this. Like The Office <laughs> too. That's another great example where it's like, they, they no use that like track. awkward camera jitter to kind of like mm-hmm. diffuse that and not have the the laugh track running in the back. They yeah. have this weird like panning kind of deal. I think Community has that too, doesn't it? Um, not the really. No, no, it doesn't. Okay. Never mind. Communities that, uh, um, they, they, I don't. I think there's only one or two episodes where they ever introduce like a hand camera in it. Most mm-hmm. of the time, it's on a it's on a roller, so there's not. You don't get that mm-hmm. like that that small motion and stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But the, the the thing is, the the shows that are actually formatted like Friends. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know which ones also use it. Big Bang Theory. Uh, they are actually formatted in a way the 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 replicas they talk to say replica and then wait for the laugh track in a sense or do a joke and do a pause so that's why it can be awkward when they remove the laugh track. Mm. Yeah, 
We I study that. God damn it! <laughs> I have, we have a question in in the um, in the comments that I believe it's very interesting. Epic Miner says, "Hello, I'm a professional software developer, and for general curiosity, what do you think makes a great game of the year worthy game? It would be a nice thing to. What mm. what do you think makes a game a game of the year?" Um, it's gotta be, it's gotta be culturally relevant. Um, and a game of the year doesn't have to be like, and, and this is a really, really good year to, to take a look at this. I think that, um, the, the game of the year is probably, it should be and probably will be, um, uh, Death Stranding. And some people might go, but it was boring. The g- gameplay wasn't like, like all the, the arguments that people have to dislike it or to, to feel bad about it. It's like it was still more relevant than pretty much every game because of what it introduced. So, so it introduces, of course, the, the conversation on whether or not it's a good game. And that in and of itself is important. You can have that conversation and you do have that conversation with a lot of games. You don't have it around the office cooler at work every day. Like out of all of the games, out of all of the years, for all of the people that that you know talk about games and stuff, nobody's talking about something more than Death Stranding in a lot of scenarios. Not not everything; it's not the biggest thing ever, but really close to that. So that actually plays in towards it, regardless of whether it's a good or it's a bad game. It's like that that um, that one movie by Tommy Wiseau, the the mm-hmm. movie that was so bad. That it was, it developed this huge following. That's potentially a movie of the year because of the cultural impact, not because it was a good movie, but a part of the aspect of it, not the whole aspect, obviously, but a, a significant portion of the pie rolls down to whether or not it had an effect on culture and, um. and whether it created memes and discussions and videos and people talking about it. If you have a game that's really good, but nobody's talking about it, that's not as culturally relevant as a bad game or a game where some people think it's bad and some people think it's good. And the conversation revolves around it so much. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that really impacts that is what, what effect does it have on culture on the, on the community as a whole, Um, regardless of whether or not, you know, it's a good game or not. The other thing that, that, I think it has going for it <clears throat> is the amount of like high profile actors and um, high end talent that was brought in. Again, you may disregard or disagree with, with how good those actors are, but the fact that this game got a lot of these people into the door, into a, 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 a genre and a, a niche that they would not have otherwise done is actually a good thing. Like it says, it's actually a good thing that you're getting that to happen again. You, you may disagree with that. You may want, no, we don't want Hollywood people in here. We just want, we want to create our own Hollywood. And that's, that's, you know, that's good to say, but that's not, that's not always good for everything. It's like any of the, it's like Bollywood films. It's like they brought in, they bring in Hollywood and that helped them become their own thing. And being their own thing is totally good. And now they come up with some really amazing stuff i there's the one movie that everybody's making memes of these days where the guy like flings himself up on a tree with like a whole bunch of other people and they Mm -hmm. make the shield ball it's this hilarious meme that's been floating around for a while and it's like it's like that's really hilarious and that movie is very well done it's it's really really big um in in that part of the world and it's like those kinds of things are are 
stepping stones to developing your own thing is, is like you have to get some relevancy in some markets so that you can create a relevancy of your own. And again, it's like some people disagree with that. But in this case, it's like overall, this needs to happen yeah. in order for some for for certain hurdles to be crossed and then you you go back to supporting you know the the people that you're you're always supporting the people that make things great but it's mm-hmm. like cyberpunk with with keanu reeves it's like yeah they could have just done it with like in-house small name actors um but by adding keanu reeves into it you you give it another level of like respectability that you wouldn't have had before and so you're less likely going to see a bunch of people complaining about it in the future, like they did with Mass Effect and and the one of the scenes in in the first Mass Effect, everybody was losing their minds over. And in, in well, the there's there's a um, uh, there's a very big difference between mm-hmm. using Keanu Reeves and using any other celebrity, because yeah. using yeah. a random celebrity will be like selling your game to Hollywood, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But it's Keanu Reeves, his relationship with Cyberpunk as a genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, gives him some credibility inside any type of cyberpunk product, maybe oh, a film yeah. or a game or whatever. Not to mention that he's the boyfriend of the internet. Everybody adores him as a person, mm-hmm. apart from his acting career <laughs> and his yeah. status of celebrity. So I, I believe that some sometimes when, when games abuse using uh, celebrities, it sounds a little bit like you said, we don't want, we don't want Hollywood in here and mm-hmm. we are selling ourselves to this to this notion of celebrities of Hollywood. And uh, I believe that I don't, I believe that Keanu Reeves doesn't, in fact, he is a celebrity, but he doesn't exactly enter into this category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it worked out with Death Stranding as well, Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen. You don't, well, you don't Matt, see Matt Mikkelsen is splendid in whatever he does. <laughs> <laughs> what have I seen? I mean, I just, I, I, I disagree with a lot of uh, uh, nominations of Death Stranding, but not for this one. I mean, yeah, he yeah, yeah. is amazing in the game. He is amazing. And Did you watch Polar? Him. Sorry? Did you watch Polar? No, not the yet. With Mads? That, yeah, that's on my, on my pending list. Oh, you have to do... Your yes, food. I know, I know. I need to find the moment. But I need to no. find the perfect mood to enjoy now, it as well. Now, now uh, I... I agree, but I also disagree with Sib on this Gotti thing. Now, obviously, yes, from one side, it needs to have a message, a cultural impact in a sense. Now, when it comes to the room, that was pure luck because that movie was, it wasn't, their intention wasn't it to be bad. It was just bad. But yeah, it did actually um, get this cold status of one of the worst films ever produced and became like the best film ever produced. Now, for me, a Gotti would be, a game which in its sense technical like from a technical perspective is pushing something it's either introducing uh something new into the video game industry it's doing things in a specific way and everything in that game every aspect of that game from graphics to gameplay to sound design to everything has to be in sync and also with our direction in a sense for me to even qualify as um Game of the Year. And I'm not saying that that's trending shouldn't be on that list, obviously. Um, as you said, it, it, everyone is talking about that game and it's certainly different in a sense than the games we got used to. But, um, what I do as- disagree with, and this is not towards you, but towards the, the culture in general, games shouldn't win prizes just because of how many Twitch viewers they have. 
or be like I don't know that only are dependent on that. Well, but but then because so kind of a way to look at this is like is like a um it, it's it's a voting system that's not not necessarily based off of mm. off of pure numbers because if mm. it's pure numbers then the games that would win everything this year would have been Fortnite and uh, the mobile version of <laughs> yeah. God or whatever it was. That, and it, like, either, like, not, oh. nobody wants that. Like, mm-hmm. n- like nobody thinks that the, the mobile version of COD is the greatest game ever, mm-hmm. despite it's being downloaded more times than any other game this year. <laughs> and, and, and so, and that's why I mentioned the cultural impact, the importance of like, the other aspects and it's not it's not only those things right mm-hmm. it's a small it's a small piece of the pie for the, for that thing you need a, a a certain portion of the pie which is numbers right and and general like people playing it and, and mm-hmm. enjoying it the other aspects is things that we don't necessarily see right away and and you can see this in some of the indie titles some of those indie titles have like less than 5000 people that have played the game mm-hmm. So that that's really really tiny for for anything uh, covering video games because mm-hmm. there's just there's so much more. Um, but at the same time, like you could say that, but we're also like disappointed. Like, why isn't um, you know Raid Shadow Legends in mm-hmm. in the 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 list of of anything winning this year because it was really big and it was kind of it's sort of culturally important in the sense that it's everywhere and everybody's kind of knows about it because they've seen all of the nonstop advertising for it that has <laughs> been constantly around forever. And, mm. and a lot of it's kind of disingenuous and, and like, and you can tell because it's like, it's like I could tell in some people because when they hold up their, their thing, you can kind of see their account and you can see that they're like level three, which means they played it for like 45 minutes. And then that, that was it. Um, then other people, other people to, who talk about the game, it's like, oh, they're level 45. That means they've been playing it for like there's a cap of 60 or something like that in the, in the game. And it's like it's like, oh, OK, I see that person's been been playing that for a while. But that game is not worthy of being game of the year because there's nothing mm. new about it. It's just the, the same gotcha repeatable that, I mean, you know, some people play just for the sake of having something to play when they're on the toilet for 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's not just the numbers. And if you, if you remove that kind of like, well, it has to be, there has to be some level of importance for the, the system. I suspect at some point, there's a good chance that Tommy, uh, the the director of that one movie, and mm. the star writer, and all this stuff, I think he will get a lifetime achievement award at some point, <laughs> primarily because of that, and and it's well deserved. Again, not because he made a good movie, but because like there's lots of people like what's a good example? Re- Rebecca Black is a great example, right? I hate that song. So does like 25 million other people. They really hate that song, but she's culturally relevant at the time, but not anymore because she doesn't, she, she doesn't put herself out there anymore. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like talk about it. She doesn't like, you know, do, there is do one point on thing that on, on what you say that I need, that I need to disagree because mm-hmm. sometimes the cultural relevance of a product is something that you buy with enough advertising, with enough money invested in advertising. And it seems weird to me that we are not even discussing the artistic value of video games. 
which is something mm-hmm. that sometimes when uh, when awards are developed is not contemplated as much as it should. For instance, I remember the year that Horizon Zero Dawn was uh, nominated for the best art direction, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> I deeply studied all the all the art directions of the, all the nominees. I think that the one winning was uh, Zelda, one of the Zeldas that was that year, and in depth. In depth of work of uh, everything of complexity, Horizon Zero Dawn deserved the award because, on terms of, I had the immense luck of being able to discuss the art direction of this game with uh, Jan Bart Van Vick, the art director of Horizon Zero Dawn, mm-hmm. and it's totally and absolutely amazing. And sometimes this quote-unquote cultural relevance that sometimes is bought with good money invested in advertising is put over on top of the artistic value of of a game and the artistic value of a game is a mix between innovation but not only technical innovation because obviously you have a a, a period of time where you have a certain technology you can develop games on that is on the most part on AAA games is decided by the technology that consoles are available to recreate uh, because you need to be multi-platform to be uh, or fully famous Mm-hmm. And also a good story, a story that is well done, a, a game that is well developed, because our games, there are games that are made for money and there are games that are made with passion. And I don't believe the games that are made for money should compete in the artistic, in mm-hmm. the artistic categories of, of any kind of, of game awards. And I believe that this is something that is very important. Maybe in, in other categories that are not our direction, our music, our game of the year, it doesn't matter. But in game of the year, I believe that the artistic value is the most important thing. And the artistic value is not, the, is not the decided by how many people liked it or even by the cultural relevance. For instance, Death Stranding is a game that I battled with the gameplay mechanics and I didn't like them. But I can appreciate the depth and the artistic value of it. And I believe it's going to get to win the game of the year award. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even though it has an insane amount of flaws, I don't know exactly why Hideo Kojima believes that the, that the story of the game is very subtle. It is not. It's filled with exposure. There are things that could have been under a narrative perspective could have been done great, great, uh, way better. But mm-hmm. all the work behind it, all the artistic development, the depth of the game is amazing. And uh, I believe that, uh, yes, cultural relevance, yes, yes, but you can buy it with, with money too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and that's why we talk about, like, there are games that are, that are thirsty for awards right now that didn't manage to get in despite throwing a lot of money at, at advertising to do so. Uh, having been actually mentioning the, the, I know that Raid has, like, they really tried to get into the Game Awards this year, and they didn't because people looked at it and said, "This isn't the, this isn't a game worth an award because it's, it's uh, not." Sorry, please, please allow me to interrupt you a moment. Yes, Ali in the comments is uh, is right. Only fifty percent of likes from hundred and twenty four viewers. Smash that like button. Smash! <laughs> squish, squish. We squish. know, we know, we're talking about boring squish, things. Squish, we're back squish. to some <laughs> Please go on. But no, that's that's just I'm saying. I'm just saying in general, like you need to have a, a wide berth of like what you're what you're making these judgments based off of, and you you have to remain um, somewhat neutral in in 
overemphasizing artistic display one year and then not doing that in the this in the same way as the next year right mm-hmm. so they 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 do have to border some of these rules and they do have to be kind of be and and that's the way you see some of this stuff and and I will absolutely say it, 100% there are some titles that that they're the only reason that they're up there is i i think some some of the reasons why there are certain games that are up on that list and not other games is because I truly think that some of those games that are up there are only up there to to water down the competition so that one other game actually wins it. It's like it's like having a it's like having a, a, a beauty contest or or a, an art contest or something like that where it's like it's like all right so now we've got the my friend Joe, who's made this amazing display and five kindergartners that's made uh, hearts with kind of like purple thingies, but aren't they just, oh, everybody, and everybody's like, oh, but of course Joe is going to win because he actually has an actual presentation. The other ones are just cute. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's what happens in some, some of these fields. I'm like, why is this game in here? Why isn't like, I don't know, like five of these other games in here that yeah. I can think of off the top of my head. Why is this one in here? And it's in there to make sure that the votes go to one of the other things. Because mm-hmm. everybody will look at that one thing and they'll go, oh, that's cute. Now, this backfires every once in a while. I mean, elections are kind of like that. And, and and we've seen that, especially in the recent past few years, where it's like, oh, people are like, that, that's never going to win. And it's like, oh, wait, what? Right? And, well, and- yes, that, that's, that's a great point, because elections are a popularity contest, after all. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, game awards are also a popularity contest. But, but this is this is a little bit more strategic because you have to you have to win the a combination of the popular vote from the players, but you also have to win the the um, all of the people who are they're they're they have a list of like game insiders that are also voting, right? Yes, and but a game to, a game that has to, no that has no acceptance in the public is not never going to win one of the big awards. Oh, you say that well, now, okay. just, just you wait one of these years, yeah. you, we're all going to be sitting around. I mean, this is what happens in movies. Half of the movies that are up for, um, that are up for, for like the Emmys and stuff. I don't, I've never even seen some of them. And I've what, never and even what, did, what are they doing with this? Because it's some, this is a problem in the Oscars, for instance, in the latest I, years, they, I, every, every year, they, the films that are competing are, are films that less and less people have seen. And mm-hmm. what happened? That people stopped watching the Oscars. Yes, ceremony yes. that makes a lot of money and they are trying to change that. They even created a new category for a blockbuster, the best blockbuster, the best popular film. I don't know how they call it. Yeah. But yes, I mean, uh, if that's the problem, you, the game awards make a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of money as, as awards because a lot of people watch it and they get a lot of money on advertising. If they don't give awards to games that people played and, and games that people love, they won't be able to get uh, this many, this much money from advertising and they will die by themselves. So yeah. Yeah. Let's never it's forget like, the economic part huh? of, of everything. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at these categories, like community support, and then there is Apex Legends there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once uh, the Oscars of the year that uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King, was nominated for absolutely everything, but absolutely everything, and, and won all the awards. 
except obviously the categories where it wasn't competing that for instance were the best uh, uh film uh, non uh, that wasn't that wasn't in an english that wasn't in english i don't know how it's called this category and best the, foreign film what? yes best foreign film yeah. and the person that went to went to states to pick to pick the oscar the first the first thing she said was well i would like to uh, thank peter jackson for not competing in this category <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just snooty, though. That's that's people who are because I guarantee you, and and I've seen this. Trust me, I've I've seen this a lot. I I know a lot of artistic people, and this happens all the time. And it's so, it's like you just have to sit there and look over at the other person and go, just sh- sit down and shut the fuck up because like this is this is absolutely because if you were that, if you were Peter Jackson and you had this level of success. I know you as a person and I guarantee you, you would be dancing up there and you would be more, you wouldn't have any mm. of the hint of humility that you're saying, Oh, I sure wish this person would. It's just, it's mm. just empty. Now I'm mm. not saying for every person, obviously, but I'm saying that in some of these cases, that's what you would get because we all know the actor types, right? The, the types of that, that are like, no, it's all about me. You know, um, there's some people out there who would absolutely, you know, do that. Most people are, want success, right? And most people are are, but there is some people out there who would rather have success, like would take success at anything at any cost, even if it's you end up, you know, getting the short end of the stick. It's mm-hmm. like it's like I would win even if all of like uh, there's that old joke where it's like, it's like this, this one guy he runs a business in this town and he, he hates that the mo- he's the, the second most in successful person in the town. And that the person who's the most successful is somebody that he doesn't like. This person me has absolutely no like negative bone in their body towards them, but they just hate that person because that person is more successful than they are. Then they find a genie, right? And the genie's like, you know, whatever wish you ask for you're, you're, this person who you hate will get twice what you get. And so he wishes like that he loses half his company or that he gets beaten half to death or something like that. Right. Um, and that they do that just so that they could sit on number one, having knocked down themselves and everybody else around them to the point where, well, they're half as poor, but now they're number one. Mm-hmm. And, and so that that's the way that some I'm really, really like I'm. I'm using my quote fingers here. There are some people that are like that. Not everybody. Most people just are mm. living a little bit, right? Yeah. But in in this particular case, especially with the Oscars thing, is like is like you know that if some of those people that that had lost that year, that if they were in Peter Jackson's shoes, they would be high on their own farts for the rest of their entire <laughs> life. And, and I mean, because you see, like, I, I love bringing up South Park because it's so relevant these days. Um, that one South Park episode years ago where, where uh, um, Kyle's dad moves to uh, Los Angeles or whatever it was, and it's everybody there is just like farting into wine glasses and then, then just smelling it like or champagne glasses, champagne glasses. And everybody's just farting into their champagne glasses. And then like, Oh, I'm so good. Oh, I'm, I'm so wonderful. Like, Oh, yeah. you know, the best people there are. And it's like, it's just like this. Oh, it's, it's gross. It really is mm. gross. But 
Yeah. Yeah. The problem, the problem with Oscars is that most of the directors that actually won, like foreign directors, because I talked with, I talked with Pavlikovsky, who also won for Ida, and I talked with Dani Stanovich, who won for No Man's Land, um, when I was on the festival. And Pavlikovsky doesn't care about the Oscars that one bit. He was like, well, I got this award. I'm like, it's the Oscar. And he's like, yeah, but only it gave me more trouble because now I have to go into the ring to fight. Um, other directors, and now I have to um, view films as business. I cannot view it as art anymore. I have to view it as business. Yes. Yeah, and that's 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 problematic, and that that causes issues, and mm-hmm. it's it's part of the whole process. So I think the game awards right now are are mostly pretty pure. I think mm-hmm. the the system itself right now is is mostly pretty pure. Every once in a while, and and why I say that is because sports and racing games are still under the same banner. So it's like it's like EA is only going to win one award from that tops, and <laughs> and you gotta love it because I mean, a there's not a lot of games, right? But b it's like they're not creating too many fields in which they can just hand out so many extra awards to these big companies. They're forcing some of these big companies to, to compete. And I, and I like that. And I think that's good, but eventually we will see it become, you know, a, a, a tattered shell of it, of, you know, uh, of cor- like just, you know, corrupt and, and all that. I, I suspect one day that that probably will happen. Let's hope it's 30 years from now. Let's hope it's 50 years from now. Let's hope it's not, you know, two years or three years out, um, which is what I would, which is what I always worry about when you, when you see this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's just the way that it typically goes. I think it's just normal that things just fall apart like that after a period of time. So, yeah. Well, that's just how nominations are, but it's, technically those are just awards and numbers like ultimately like people will decide what game they want to play i'm just glad that there's like companies out there that still view video games as art and are willing to produce um games in that form to view it as an art form to express themselves to say something to push tech in in this or that direction rather than just oh how can we create a game which is going to give us money but uh, you'll always have you'll always have films that are there for money and for art. Same with video games. I see no difference um, in it. Live live subscription. The, the 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 games like Anthem, like Fortnite, like Apex, like whatever. Those are live service games, and they will always be there for money. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's interesting the way that that. I mean, it is interesting to see how things are are slowly changing in the industry, and mm. when it comes to the awards and whatnot. I, like, I have hope, right? That that or things like this, and I, and I, I cannot, I can't say this enough. I one hundred percent respect what Jeff Keeley has done because he's done the impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought that we would see the the heads of Nintendo, um, Xbox, and PlayStation all sitting together. Um, <laughs> you know, looking uh, or talking to the crowd and, and giving out a single award to, to one single person. I never thought that that would happen because a lot of them are just too, you know, they're, they're too competitive and, 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 you know, a lot of people would say, ah, eh, you know, that, that makes you look bad, you know? And it's like, so I've, I've got to give props to him for what he's done and how he's built his, 
the, the show and then how, how he's doing this. And absolutely, I 100%, and I really hope that they talk about Blitz Chung at some point uh, during the show. I really, really, really think that they, that needs to be done, and that they need to put the smackdown on Activision and um, and Tencent and anybody else who who would dare say, you know what, gamers, um, you know, just if you're ever if we ever catch you. Now I understand that that Blitz Chung did something in a in a way that he wasn't supposed to, but standing up for an, a a literal genocidal atrocity that is happening right now, like. Any company that doesn't have the the um, the gall to stand up and say something about that, I don't think deserves any anything. Like I, they mm-hmm. certainly don't don't deserve my support. And they like, I mean, I might play their games passively or whatever. I'm never gonna like actively encourage them. Yeah, like I would I would love to be in uh, WoW vanilla right now uh, doing. A, a ton of content and video content and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's just I just can't get the stink of of the the thousands of lives that are being lost in in China right now as well that that's okay because and and it's not that you know Blizzard's just saying well we're just trying to make good games they're not they're 100 percent political when they want to be or when it improves their bottom line and mm-hmm. that's what that's what's disgusting about it if they were just like sorry we're just making good games. Uh, we don't really talk about, you know, what the, you, because people want to relax. They want to, they want to get away from this kind of stuff. If they just said that, and if that was the reasoning, that'd be great, but they're not because they, you, you'll, they'll use political stuff to their advantage when they think it will sell them an extra mm-hmm. you know, 10% copies. They, they are 100% against it when they know that it's going to lose them a certain max portion of the market within, in, within a certain location. And it's like, it's like you might as well be just offering to support the the worst the worst of the worst at that at that point. Sorry for getting po- you know preachy and political and and you know try not to be, but it's there's something that is like it's like bottom line or like there's a there's a red line there for me. Let me say something about in the comments. Oh, but didn't you hear studios don't pander? Apparently, all studios pander. All of them. <laughs> People get pissed because they don't pander to me. I am the center of the world, and they don't pander to me. They pander to others. All studios pander is called target. Yeah, it's called marketing, and yeah. and for the most part, I can't I can't fault somebody who's you know it's their primary job to make the company money, right? And I can't fault them for uh, well, you wanted to make money, so you're an evil person. It's like I can't do that. That's you know that that that's not the you know I wouldn't hold myself to that standard. Um, in in some case, in most of the cases, but it's no, like not it's to like mention not to mention that it's, it's pretty it's pretty stupid and hypocritical to not want mm-hmm. to not wanting to acknowledge that uh, studios have their philosophies. So a studio puts a trans character. Oh my god, is this impossible? This is something they did because they had the external pressures. Oh wait, I I thought we were talking about cyberpunk. You know that had trans char- characters since the you know eighties. Mm-hmm. 40 yeah. years ago, you're a little mm-hmm. late to complain. But no, it's pandering. It's called pandering because obviously, why would a studio have their own philosophy about things? Let's respect what they want. I mean, if, if they mm-hmm. de- demand respect for the artistic respect for studios, let's demand artistic respect for studios for everything. Yeah. For as long yeah. as it's d- done in a, <clears throat> in a positive, you know, way. Because if it's not yeah. truthful, then, you know, I yes, can I, I, yeah. all, all everything. I mean, obviously, a game, a game that is not well, um, 
the word is not investigated. I can't think of of the word that they don't know what they're talking about. And I always put the same <coughs> the same example, which is Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Four is a game that was set in is set in Spain in Galicia, and uh, they uh, the person that designed this game didn't set a foot in Spain in their whole lives. Because I mean, it didn't. It didn't feel like Spain, and it break in it. Bre- it breaks immersion for every single person that knows something about Spain mm. and tries to play the game. In fact, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a horror game, but everybody that knows very little about Spain played the game as comedy. Because you can, cl- you could clearly see that the game had no idea what word they were talking about. So investigating about everything that you want to talk in a ba- in a game, it's very important. Because if not, you're going to find people who knows about the subject and it's going to completely break immersion for them, like it yeah. happened with Resident Evil 4. And and this is why in writing a fantasy book, I've made you know the important goal of opening a portal to the fantasy world to pop in there to see what it's actually like before I write about it. Because you mm-hmm. know and, and same with going to space. Like I'm thinking about writing a, a space sci-fi thing. It's like I got to call up Elon Musk and be like, Hey, I need you to, you know, give me access to your cool spaceship because I got to go to space. I got to get, got to get some of the stuff down pat. That's a joke, by the way. Cause I know, I know some people don't, don't always get that. <laughs> He's the but, guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even, even fantasy, even fantasy talks about, talks about subjects that are current yeah, yeah, yeah. in the culture. I mean, look at the law of the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. The Lord of the Rings is uh, an incredibly political book because Tolkien was really political and, and he went to war and he talked about his experiences at war and he was very political and, and he talked about the advancement of technology and how it was destroying nature. I mean, the book talks about a lot of things, but it's all set in, in a fantastic environment. But you can create the most interesting metaphors using a setting that is not quote unquote realistic. Because that's what, that's why there are metaphors. But even if they are metaphors, they need to be rooted on the real thing. Because the moment they, they break this suspension, the moment that is not realistic enough is when they won't, they go to hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with marketing. Like, uh, <laughs> let's face it. A lot of companies right now that use, for example, LGBT community to promote their stuff. Why do you do it now? Why didn't you do it before? <laughs> so well, like... there, there, there's a mix between it's trendy and I'm going to do it yeah. because it's trendy, but then, but they don't have, I mean, they don't have the intention of supporting anybody mm-hmm. apart from their pockets. And there's yeah. people that's doing it because they couldn't do it before mm-hmm. without, yeah. quote unquote, paying the consequences of bigotry mm-hmm. in the world. And mm-hmm. I discussed this with a, a lot of developers that how, how games evolved in this sense, in the sense that now they are more inclusive. But while some, it is true that some do it because it's the thing to do if they don't want to yep. lose the market. But there are an insane amount of developers that they always wanted to be more inclusive. And not only because they think that everybody has the right to be represented in games, but also because under an artistic perspective, perspective, it gives them the chance to explain different stories, different from the ones that have been explained mm-hmm. over and over. And this mm-hmm. is something that they couldn't do before because the market was very aggressive with this subject. But now that more and more people are playing games, now that they don't need to be afraid to, of this vocal minority that will complain about everything, 
because the numbers, the numbers of sales are going to be there to support what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Now they can go to explain different stories of different people and they can artistically expand their minds because after all, they are creative people and creative people don't want to repeat over and over the same patterns. They want to create new things. And the moment you are repeating and repeating patterns, this is totally and absolutely so crushing as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> ah, the changes to the world. They bring out so much. Yes, the changes of the world that they they <clears throat> if they allow to expand the stories, to expand it in a way that you can you can um you can explain new things. You can explain mm-hmm. new things. You don't want to play the same game over and over. There are yep. people who do. There are people who want to play the same game over and over that only is only technically improved mm-hmm. in the sense of uh you know graphics and such. But once you played the game, it's like, this is a conversation that I have, that I had regarding the Joker. I didn't watch it yet. I didn't watch it yet because I love the Joker and I was afraid that, uh, basically the story was going to be Taxi Driver all over again mm-hmm. for an audience that as doesn't know Taxi Driver is going to believe that's a very original story. But this type of story has been explained a thousand of times. And being the Joker, a character that gives you place to explain different stories a different way is a little sad for me that they decided to go for a story that is basically Taxi Driver that is a great film, Taxi Driver is a great film and I cannot praise it enough, Mm -hmm. but this has already been done, we need to move forward, we need to do new things we need to expand our minds artistically, and we can't do that if there are people holding back on, on things that are good for them as well. Because after all, you play video games to learn about realities that are not your own. I already have my own reality to know about that. Mm-hmm. And I want to play different realities that there is no way that I can know about. And uh, wanting wanting to, to put gates to that, to gatekeep that, is absurd. Because it goes it goes against your own enrichment as a person. Mm. And I go very passionate with this. I know we artists. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I yeah, I wouldn't consider really like yeah. In some sense, Joker does draw a lot from the taxi driver regarding that. But it was for me, it was like an interesting take on the character. You know, before it was acid. Um, now it's society, but. The thing is, Joker has dealt like this. Joker character um, was already expanded um, in um, in the Dark Knight trilogy by Chris Nolan. We don't know what made Joker Joker there. If I'm not, mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it seems society made him all the way back before um, this Joker, because the Joker in the Dark Knight was created there by society. Now there are theories that he was ex-soldier, whatever, suffering from PTSD. But um, the well, Joker, yeah, yeah. taxi driver. <laughs> I, I would mean, like yeah. to answer a question. It's good to have an opinion. Maybe LGBT feminism. I don't care. Well, uh, people being gay. I mean, there's no opinion about that. People is gay. I remember uh, some uh, an, uh, something that. Is is a TV host from the states? I can't remember his name. That he say it's very funny how nowadays everybody calls everything opinion. So mm-hmm. do you believe that the twin towers were were destroyed? No, this is not based on opinion. They were destroyed. Why? Well, this is an opinion. 
But that they were destroyed, that's not an opinion. So that gay people exist, that's not an opinion. That trans people mm. exist and they are valid and they deserve to live, that's not an opinion. The fact that you called an opinion, it's no one else's problem but yours. And the fact that you intend to make it someone else's problem, again, is your problem. It's not, for instance, mine. And marketing propaganda about what? About the fact that gay people exist? I honestly don't understand why people call this propaganda. What? Is promoting that being gay is a thing that exists in the world? Mm -hmm. Is it any kind of marketing? You don't make <laughs> money from telling people that gay people exist. You don't make mm -hmm. money about telling people that trans people exist. This, these are realities of the world that exist. Transgenderism is a mental condition. I'm sorry, but you are away from my channel. Being so, against, yeah. being against people that exist and not, and thinking that you have the right to undermine their existence, thinking that you have the right to abuse them, and thinking that, that, that you have the right to have an, quote, a quote unquote opinion on their lives. This is the bad thing. Mm. This is the mental condition. You are an abuser and being an abuser is a mental condition. So mm. fuck off. Yeah. Please go yeah. on. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this channel supports extremely trans people, non-binary people, gay people, ace people, all types of people as long as they're respectful to others. If mm. you come here to spread to spread bullshit, you can go to fucking hell. Yeah. Please I agree continue. with you. I agree with you. Like that's that they people should have this mindset of not judging people by the color of their skin or the sexual preference or anything are you good or bad that's how i uh, gay people exist but yeah. pushing subject by media is propaganda so uh, do you believe that so far we have watched a lot of white male propaganda because this is what you're saying basically people that says that says that uh showing gay people is propaganda they are also showing that showing their white white straight people is also propaganda I'm so tired of being thrown down my throat, the same archetypical character, with no change whatsoever. This is also propaganda. So mm. it's either everything is propaganda or none of it is. Let's not be hypocritical and say, well, what I don't like is propaganda and what I do like is not, is a good thing. No, no. As we say in Spain, everybody's going to fuck here or David Hasselhoff go goes back home. <laughs> 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 yes, we do say that in Spain. It's a saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, my God. Yeah. And this... let's, let, we, we had more things to talk about today. And mm -hmm. we went to the sub, to a lot of subject, subjects. And I'm sorry to tell you in case that you were going to address any, any question to the neon arcade. He had to leave for an, an emergency. I hope that everything is. Oh, okay. what? Yes, he's on. Oh he, he, had a, he had a, some kind of an emergency come up, and he had to leave. He left to like. I hope everything is okay. Yeah. So let's talk about Mike Pondsmith. Mm -hmm. Well, he had a he had a he had a great thing, and and it's something that we should we should really focus on. One of his quotes was, "If if you want to have a discussion, um, don't preach," and. Mm -hmm. That was probably I think one of the, my favorite quotes by any um, game developer creator ever, because it's 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 not like you don't win anybody to to your side of thinking by you know saying it's my way or the highway. It's like 
it's it's like if you want to have a discussion, you have to start further back and you have to have a, a you know, if, if you're having there's nobody saying you have to have a discussion. But if you want to have a discussion, if you want to communicate with people, the best thing to do is to to not to preach and to, you know, start by asking questions and then giving answers. That's that's the best way to, to do it. And he really, really summed it up really, really well. Um, the event that he was at was also really cool. Uh, because he was meeting with a lot of like indie and slash new developers, developers in school. These are people coming up with like new ideas and new concepts. And, you know, you got to respect that he shows up and he actually does that. And I really enjoy that. And I really think that he's, he has some really solid stuff um, that he's putting together there. So I was really happy with seeing him there. And then uh, some of the other con- comments that he said, um, just about the, the, the series in general, we talked about how he was talking about this. It's like, this is like, this is a world of cyberpunk. We've had stuff in here since the eighties that people are now starting to discuss. And and one of the things you, you brought up uh, last known on your video um, mm-hmm. is really important. It's like, there will come a day where people are, are taking away limbs from their body and replacing them with, with newer limbs. Um, I'm and I'm of the sort that that and something that I'm in, really interested in the field of cybernetics is when you're adding a new sensation or a new sense or a new ability, the ability to add the the um, right now some of this cybernetic uh, some of the the legal uh, cybernetic things that you can do to your body right now. One of the most common ones, uh, I think, is the most common one, is giving yourself a sense for magnetic fields. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a it's a very simple surgery where they put in um, very tiny magnets into your hand, and they put it just underneath your your skin layers. They're very small. They're very strong, though. Um, they're not strong enough. You're not going to be able to like hold on to the side of a of a steel wall or something like that. But you will be able to sense and get a feel for magnetic wavelengths that are um, that are fairly noticeable and. It's very, very interesting. It's very interesting to to be able to sense something that you you can do it with um, with gloves and stuff like that right now. Mm-hmm. But the the best way to go about it is to get it under the skin level, so you you actually have a very very finite skin feel to it. And it's things like that where this is the first one. The second one that we're getting is the one that we brought up before the fellow who can, um, he can see colors or sorry, he can hear colors because he has a, a, a camera set up that goes into his brain um, that sends him audio signals that pick up on what you see for color because he's colorblind. So now he puts on a, a this this thing. If he wears all green, he gets a, a, a tone that's different than if he was to get in another way. It's stuff like that where it's like that's really going to be where we're starting to see the new stuff. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, especially in the cosplay industry, that would kill to have a functional tail, uh, a functional set of like cat ears you know where they can go up and down and, and whatever um but yes yeah, it's, it's the tail where it's like it's like and what we've discovered uh from some of the stuff is that you can if you can imagine yourself having a tail and being able to move around a tail that there is technology that i mean it's not very good right now but they are working on technology where that can mimic that so eventually we will have um a tail that 
that will be able to attach to you that will be able to do extra things. You'll be able to give yourself a second or sorry, a third, fourth, and I mean, hell, fifth or sixth set of arms where you're able to like type with, imagine typing with your two real hands and then four additional hands and arms at the same time. It's like, and some people, they're going to be able to adapt to this really easily. Other people, not so much. So (laughs) yes, cat girls. Now I, I completely, I, I am 100% in the support of cat girls. I think we don't have enough cat girls uh, just generally speaking. And that, that what about cat boys? I want my share as well. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, cat, cat, cat boys. You know, they're, they're they're good too. I just, I just don't like how they pee on everything. It's just, it's just really annoying. It's really oh. messy to clean up. Yeah, but you know, fifty percent for you, fifty percent for me. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. no, fifty percent for you, hundred percent for me, because we all know I'm not straight. But yeah, I was the one cat boys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just making a joke about uh, spraying that we like. Having to deal with like I've I've had several animals that are breeder animals and I have a dog right now who's not spayed. He is a handful. He is a handful and he will pee on absolutely everything. <laughs> Just absolutely everything. And you like you have to watch him like a hawk all day long. And even then he's still gonna he's still he's still gonna sometimes he's gonna do it while he's looking at you. You know that you he knows that you have a <laughs> you have a rolled up newspaper and he's just looking at you going, Yeah, what are you gonna do about it? You, I'm marking this. That's that I don't care what you think. I'm marking this right now, buddy. Like, yeah, we 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 we're gonna have a fight, but you know, I'm gonna mark this first, then we're gonna fight about it. And it's like, oh good lord. Oh so so difficult to deal with. But yeah. I just but, want I just want the clone. Yeah. It would be like what's better than uh more arms? A clone. <laughs> it just you have all these items you have to do, just send a clone. <laughs> He's going to finish that. Like one thing I really loved from Naruto, and I think if we only had that, if we only had a tech for that, every clone he creates and every clone that does something, and when the clone disappears, he gets the knowledge from that clone. Everything he learned. Imagine having that. <laughs> In a sense. Imagine that's the thing. that. Yeah. But yeah, the world is going to change. It's just, I want to see, I just want to see older generations react to that, honestly. like that's Because <laughs> you know, when you're old, it's like, I don't understand younger people anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you're getting older. <laughs> So I just want to see how much it's going to change the world, as you said, like the cat ears and the tails. Uh, let me, uh, please allow me to to interrupt this conversation because I'm trying to explain something to Swamp here thing, but in, in, I'm really I'm really short on writing. We are discussing about about the data that says uh, how how the um, how the um, what's the name of it? The statistics the statistics are on ta- on target regarding video games. And he's talking about data doesn't reflect all the communities I have seen by experience. Well, uh, this is very funny when we talk about data and information. And I am sure that in here, as this is the specialty of Sipsidia, and he will agree with me, that you have a certain experience doesn't mean that 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 this does, uh, has a reflection on on universal data. That you have not in your your environment a certain type of people 
doesn't mean that they don't exist. It's like how many Chinese people play video games? <laughs> a shit ton. It's a, a very it's a very successful thing in in China. But I don't know a single Chinese person playing a video game. Based on my experience, based on my experience, experience Chinese people don't play video games. What happens with this? That I don't have the whole experience for the whole market. So I cannot base the data on my experience because if it was like so, again, then no Chinese people would uh, play video games because I never met a single one. Maybe I did play in, I don't know, Fallout 76, but I didn't realize they were Chinese. So let's not confuse experience with data. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. You may not experience it, but it doesn't mean, I mean, that's why, that's why, it, uh, uh, there, there are market studies for 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 marketing, because you may have the feeling that something is some some way, but this may not be true. And what you are going to invest your money in advertising, you want to make sure that you are basing, you are basing your marketing on actual data and not on the feeling you have how things are. So be careful about that. And that's it. I just wanted to explain that. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, no Chinese people play video games. I never see any. Did you did you see any Chinese pe- pe- person playing video games? <laughs> did, did, uh... did you encounter? <laughs> and it's uh, the the uh, King Wavy. No, Queen is triggered. I'm I'm triggered because some things for me I, I are totally and absolutely obvious, and having to explain them is like, but can't you say? Can't you say? <laughs> That is obvious that the, 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 one of the most powerful companies in the world is Tencent. And mm-hmm. what does Tencent do? Video games. And it's Chinese. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they earn a lot of money from that. Like, I, I read, what was that in the video we did about whole cyberpunk controversy that um, Tencent makes just in the Chinese market more than Activision or EA? I mean, think Activision yes. makes worldwide. Or mm-hmm. something like that. Yes, they are. It's a lot. I, it's I don't a know lot. if they still are the most powerful and uh, the mm. biggest technology company in the world. Yeah. They were a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if they yes, they still are. I, didn't I think they still are. They're expanding even more now into different stuff. They're expanding a lot more into the United States at this point. <laughs> more than they already have. <clears throat> huh? Well, the Chinese market is very is a very inter- interesting place for video games mm-hmm. because yeah. of uh, their personal philosophy on how to treat foreign things. Mm-hmm. Because they are very, they are very. How is it called? How is it called when you believe your country is the best in the world? P- P- national, national. Yes, they're very nationalism. nationalist. They they are yeah. very nationalist, and they don't mm. allow. Th- they try to not allow things from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every company does. Anything in China, game related, has to have a Chinese partner. Yes, yeah. that's the law. A- anything? No, no, it's it's anything. Literally, any company. Yeah. If you want to sell shoes there, you um, have to have a company that has you know um, a fifty percent stake in your company. <laughs> uh, as far as like oh, being over there, or and then they have to have some access to your primary company back over here, and and you can't withhold any trade secrets. Uh, from any of them. So if you want to sell, um, you know, if you want to sell Coca-Cola, you, you've got to tell them exactly how you make Coca-Cola, period. Wow. Like they have to have access to that information. Um, and, and this is a problem because they'll 
you know, right now what's happening is they'll team up with you for, you know, a few years or something like that. Then they'll leave and then they're going to be, then they turn around and they're selling your product now. A hundred percent lock, stock and barrel using all of your trade secrets. And, and yeah, that's a huge, 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 huge problem. Mm. It's uh, and it's only going to get worse. Um, uh, unless that, that there's put uh, an end puts to it. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the Chinese stuff very recently and it's, uh, Oof, is it ever interesting? <laughs> very, very, very interesting right now. That's true. That's true. Oh, well. well. We're talking about everything but cyberpunk, and we have been here for... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, the thing to do, because else? actually, right now, it's not like there are a lot of a lot of news. As mm. the, the, next, the next week is going to be the Game Awards, and we are all expecting something... That please let me repeat this, this again. It's speculation, okay? Yes. It's speculation that something is going to happen. I don't want you to be disappointed if anything happens because this is not official. They didn't give any hint if they were going to show something or they weren't going to show something at the Game Awards. So it is not known. But we do expect something in the Game Awards. Mm. And let's see if uh, if this is true. And if something happens in the game awards, well, we'll we'll have something to discuss next next podcast that will be in the last known meals channel, right? Yes, yes. Next week, it's uh, my. I know the rotation is neon, but uh, I'll have to I'll have to host next week because the the week after that I'll be on the podcast. But I have the internet um, in Austria is bad. So <laughs> I mean, my internet in Austria is bad. <laughs> well, in the description, you will find uh, the links to their channels and the links to the Discord communities and Twitters. So don't forget to follow them there. This way mm. you will always be the, no, what's the saying? The first to know the last. Yes. <laughs> anything else Cyberpunk to discuss today? Hmm? Um, anything else from that Mike Pondsmith? Uh, uh, we we did have the console that they are actually, I'm going to leave a link to it right now. They're actually having, they're doing a, a charity event, a German charity stream for a thing called Friendly Fire. And they're going to auction uh, this amazing custom Xbox One X um, console. I'm going to put it right now. It looks gorgeous. And right now it's sitting at 13 thousand six hundred euros it has 103 uh bits no yeah. I'm, I'm i feel so sad i'm no millionaire <laughs> because i would really love to have it but it obviously oh yeah it looks it looks it looks really good the person the person that well at, at least at least is uh something that's going to be that's going to go for charity mm-hmm and I don't feel totally bad about it, but uh, mm. oh, the bad the bad thing about actions is that only people with a lot of money can afford this this type of things. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Put, put yeah. People like us that has to make a living out of YouTube can't afford <laughs> because it it will be it will end up like in thousand in in hundred thousand dollars or something like that. I'm totally convinced. <laughs> Which again, I have nothing against because this is going to go for charity. Mm-hmm. So please buy bit. The highest bid you can afford, but still, yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I would, I would definitely bid for this if I had money. It's like charity. Why not? You get a, a really cool looking console, and you won't don't feel bad about the money spent because you spent it on charity. 
in a sense. Yeah, and the rest of people who bid, they can donate the money that they bid for, like, even without the console. Because if they had they had <laughs> this money to spare, they can give it away. Yes. <laughs> now you do it without reward, and they're like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, sometimes it's what it is with people. You need some sort of incentive, and it's like for as long like I have nothing honestly against it. If it's on sale for charity, yes, someone wants to have it, go for it. Yes, but it's it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. When of course. when people take advantage of the fame they have and the respect they have from a community, mm-hmm. and they use it for a good cause, I believe that mm-hmm. is so, so cute. Yes, yes, especially to raise something. So I'm trying to do in 2020, try and do a charity stream or something. We'll see. Well, uh, I believe that we squeezed all the cyberpunk subjects we have to for today. Correct me if I'm wrong. For this week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Bolski, take a shower and and go and and then take a nap. The poor guy. I made I made uh, two streams this night of three hours, and they were two because at one point I had to restart the computer. Mm-hmm. And I spent all the night streaming and okay, it's okay if I don't sleep. I can't do that. But Polsky, you're a normal person. You shall sleep. You go to sleep. <laughs> 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 uh, well, thank you very much for joining us in this episode 37 of the Cyberpunk 2077 community podcast. Any last thoughts? Mm, thank you everyone for joining and uh, we're getting closer. <laughs> We're getting closer to fifty-three, uh, to fifty-two, as uh, Sib likes to say. The fifty-two is when the the game is, you know, out there for us. Well, uh, uh, maybe maybe I, I won't be able to attend because I plan to 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 buy a, a sky mask and break into Tzedek Project and get a copy a week before. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! I just said I just said it publicly. Now they will be like waiting for me. You need help? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I know you're closer than me to Poland. <laughs> And now, now someone from CD Projekt is watching. Is like, oh, they're not joking. Secure the perimeter <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, now we go there and we find a lot of other like security officers at the door. Like, the I'll be there. denied entry into Poland. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be allowed into Poland anymore. <laughs> oh. But but we will play the soundtrack of Mission Impossible while we do so. <laughs> this is mandatory. <laughs> they're they're so close. Technically. They're so close to us, especially me. Like, Poland is only, like, what, 20 hours away from me? By car? Something like that. That's not too bad. Yeah. By car, they're, like, I don't know, uh, 20 days or so. It's it's the difficulty of getting over the ocean. I mean, it's, like, a town. It all depends on the kind of car you have. Yeah, yeah, it's... Or, or you got to take the the Arctic road, and but then you're waiting on the ice shelf, and it's it's a mess. Well, <laughs> you can you can ask you can ask for the cyber truck. Yeah. Maybe it can go into water. <laughs> Maybe, but well, but you you risk that it goes into water as well as the the windows protect people inside <laughs> <laughs> the indestructible windows. <laughs> Matt Queenshaw, Paul's watching can always smuggle you in. Yes, yes. Well, well, I have this thing. I, uh, 
the majority of my community is from Poland, so we can take advantage of that. <laughs> Last known meals. <laughs> we'll in. have all the help. Everyone wants to see the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like raid on Area 51. No, no, no. Raid on CD Projekt Reds HQ. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you go for the game and I go for the weapons that they have. <laughs> they won't need them anymore if they finish the game. <laughs> Plot twist, they're waiting for us with the weapons they gathered from the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and they work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, you want to see the game? No, I want to see that wall when I visit. <laughs> Dear to the project, we are joking. Please don't expect yes. us. Yes, we are joking. <laughs> <laughs> Please talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us in the in the podcast. Please click that like button. You know, the uh, artificial intelligence of YouTube forces us to do so, to ask you constantly to do so. Otherwise, they will kill our families. <laughs> I need to find for a... At the charity event, they asked Fabian Doella if the Cybertruck is going to be in the game. They ignored the question and smiled a bit. Because it's a funny question. What do you want them to say? <laughs> I, I suspect that if we don't have the game, if we don't have the truck in the game, that there will be in the game somewhere a truck that's like half buried or maybe it's like in a derelict area or something like that, where there'll be um, the, the two brake things that were on the two windows, the, the, the two shatter marks. There'll be two very, very similar shatter marks in two places on the truck that are very, very similar. Or maybe on a car or something. I, I'm just saying, I'm just I'm sure something will get in there. They may not put the actual car as a drivable car or something like that, but it's it's not that hard to uh, to take a quick image and just to like copy some stuff over <laughs> And, and do something, 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 or there might be a picture, like something. They, they love their uh, Easter eggs. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, and, and an Easter egg is something where it's like, you know, in, in this particular case, we're not going to see the whole car, right? Because then, then you put the actual whole car in, but you might see, I don't know, a couple of windows that come out that have that, you know, very similar pattern out there somewhere. Right. And and or you might see a picture with with uh, somebody standing in front of a, a car that that's kind of like I've been doing a lot of research into um, <coughs> and yeah it's cool. You know what would be a perfect Easter egg for Cybertruck is you walk in the street and like the Cybertruck walk uh, like drives by and someone says like oh this is so twenty twenty. <laughs> and someone that throws a ball and breaks the breaks the glass. I, I want them to put it in the game. I want it le legitimately to be in the game, so that you're walking down the street and you see a a, a Tesla truck drive down the road, and you go, "Oh my god, that's so 2077." <laughs> well, let's go into wrap up in here. But uh, before going, uh, sorry, uh, something that Bill Ashby say, the number of people that believe something has absolutely no bearing on the truth value of the claim. You know how many people believe the Earth was flat in the Middle Ages? Actually, <laughs> Almost that, everybody. That, that is, I, I have to, uh, that, that is incorrect. We can go into that. I'll go into this at some other point in time, but that is actually incorrect. That is a, that is a, um, a what do you call those things? A, a false rumor? Um, Something like that. That, pe that yeah. people didn't give a shit if the earth was flat or not? 
Well, no, it's just, it's just, it's just, there's, there's no, you, you can't find a book that talks about the earth being flat from that time period. It's just, it's just wasn't, a, it was never a popularized theory. Okay. Well, some of the, some of the podcasts we will discuss because, you know, mm -hmm. Middle Ages is my specialty, especially religion. So thank you very much for joining. It's the third time that I see it now. I say it now. Fifty-five minutes. I hope that next week we're going to have more news to share with you. Again, the game is a word. Again, again, this is speculation. We don't know if we're going to see something of Cyberpunk 2077 there. Although we hope. We can all hope together and you can put candles to Superman or any other deity of your choice to make sure that, uh, I don't know, a deity that listens, please. <laughs> so they can make it through. They can make it come true. <laughs> See you on the net post podcast and stay being amazing. <laughs>